Hey, it's Draw. I just want to tell you about my new book. It's called Business Doesn't Grow on Trees and it's all about marketing for non-marketers. Because if you're a founder, an entrepreneur, a sole trader or a CEO, you know that your business needs to be generating revenue and the path to that is marketing. It's called Business Doesn't Grow on Trees. Go search on Amazon. You can get it around the world. It's just £10 and the Kindle version is even cheaper. And I would love to be able to help you with your marketing and your generation of revenue in your business with a simple tool such as a £10 book. Have a great day. Welcome back to Acumen. My name is Draw Wayne and today with me in the studio is Benji Leslie. Benji's been my best friend for about 20 years and if his name is familiar, that's because the other day I had Simon Leslie in here and that's his dad. <laughs> Simon was CEO of Inc, is CEO of Inc, which he set up in 1994. And we spoke about his journey building uh, one of the greatest sales, media sales organizations on the planet. Benji's been working for his dad for the past four years in sales. Uh, it's fair to say he's had quite a bit of his own success in the company, which was Simon's aim with all his salespeople. So now having had the perspective of Simon, the CEO at the top of organization, we're going to get this perspective from the front lines in sales with Benji Leslie. Benji, thank you very much for joining me in the studio today. You're very welcome. I want to ask you firstly about your your journey, because I mean, we used to practice, we used to do homework together sometimes. And if I can, without being rude, say of the two of us, I was the more academic one. Don't quite know about that. But <laughs> the two of us, you know, school wasn't necessarily your thing. You didn't go to no, university. No. Um, and now four years after you've left school, you've been absolutely killing it in your dad's company. So how, how have you done this? What is the, is there, a, is there a secret trick? Are you born with the natural sales ability? What is it that makes you a great salesperson? I mean... Everybody has this thing where they say, oh, you're born with the gift of the gab, or, you know, I'm able to, to sell ice to an Eskimo, all these silly little cliches like you asked me not to use. Um, to be honest with you, I started from the very bottom. I, for people who don't know what ink is, it's essentially selling media for airlines, for travel. Uh, and I started doing pretty much mopping the floors, selling the smallest contracts with a small airline, you know, and literally just doing more calls, more than anybody else, and building and learning. So do you think you learnt on the job more than anything else? With each call you learn, with each call. I hear that from a lot of people. It's all about repetition. The, the, the more time you spend on something, the better you get. It takes 10,000 hours to master something. I've been doing it for four years. I said no cliches. Okay. That's not cliche, that, that's factual. You believe it? I truly believe it. You believe it. that with repetition comes expertise, as it were. 100%. So uh, would you say that feedback is also important? Do you, are you grateful to your sales leaders and managers and your teams in a particular way? 100%. I've got multiple mentors, leaders, managers who spend countless hours with me on development. You know, we, we have speakers that come in. We have private one-to-ones with coaches. You then got, obviously, your manager as well who is listening back to every call you do. Everything's recorded. You get picked up on how fast you're breathing, how fast you're speaking, what you're saying, when you're saying it. And especially when you start getting into the bigger deals and the bigger sales, the smallest minute thing can make someone just completely switch off and go, no, I don't want to buy that anymore. And it's about growing and learning and, and finding out through others. Because, 
you know, if, if there was nobody around me, I would be nothing in this, in essence. And I, I'm nowhere near, anywhere near the standard of the people that I have learned from, but I'm picking up day to day and I'm learning every single day. Do you different take notes? Tips. Do you, or do you just absorb it and, and apply it? It's it's a mixture. When I for, if I had for example a mentoring session, I'd have a notepad that would take and I would take down notes and then I would put into practice the, the advice that's given. Um, but it, it's very much as well listening to to things that other even even salespeople around me on the floor. So I, I'm very fortunate that I'm on the team with a lot of the very top bookers of the business. And just by sitting at my desk, I'm able to listen and observe what they're doing and how they do it. Um, we spend a lot of time picking apart each other's calls. We spend a lot of time just just having conversations and saying, right, you could have done this better, you could have done that better. The same as, for example, footballers. So if I were to ask you to make a percentage yeah. of how much of your time is on calling yeah. and how much of your time is on, on learning and, and advising each other. It, it depends on how successful you want to be. And how, how much I, is you, are you doing? I would probably say, well... 100% of my time when I'm in the office is spent on either driving, like on the phone, calling people, pitching, explaining what I've got to offer, or looking for new businesses that I want to reach out to, doing research. I do a lot of my learning and my growth either before work, after work, or on the weekends. So, t- all, all so your whole life must be sales. Isn't my it? whole life is sales, <laughs> and it sounds terrible, but it's not because if you if you genuinely love what you do, and that's another bloody cliche, but if if you genuinely do enjoy what you do, and you get a buzz from it, I get a buzz from closing a deal. I, I love it. It, it. It feels amazing. So it feels amazing when you've closed. It. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Or the the best is you know whether it's either either the deals you've worked hardest on yeah. and you've been calling them for ages and they finally close all the ones which are just so easy and you've called someone up and suddenly you've closed like the huge thing yeah. which happens very rarely but can happen yeah. those feel great and and it's adrenaline it's a high it's dopamine it's everything yeah but sales can also feel really shit hundred percent so if you've had a shit day or a shit week let's mm-hmm. say because it can happen. What is it for you that how do you get back up and because you know we all have our sales voice yeah. the voice so you know I'm even I'm slight on a voice not really but now that we're on the microphones yeah but if I had to pick up the phone and start selling someone it would be hi is that Benji hi my name's Draw I, you know <laughs> we, all, we all have our sales voice we put on a little bit of energy we put on a a bit of oomph so how do you do that how do you find it in you when you just feel shit because you've had a shit week the, the best salespeople are the best actors. Do you think it's lying then? Are you lying to people? There's an element of lying in the sense of your persona is a lie. So nobody feels happy or excited 100% of the time. That would be ridiculous. But the the whole process and what I've been taught is that when you're preparing for a call, you have to get yourself into a mindset where you turn everything else off and you assume this role of I am the boss now and I am going to make sure that I put across exactly what needs to be put across in order to close this deal. So I suppose it's not lying as much as you're stepping into a character. You're building yourself up to the person you want to be on the phone yeah. rather than the person you feel like. And the, and the work that you do on yourself and your growth is essentially just making that character better, bigger, better. So, for example, you know, there's hundreds of different things you can do. You can read books, you can meditate, you can do brain training, you can listen to YouTube videos. Whatever you do, 
you have to take that on board and build it in some way. If you don't use it, if you don't, if you just listen to it for the sake of it to say, oh, I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn, but you don't actually action it, then you might as well not sit there in the first place and even take any of your time to do it. Um, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you're speaking about trainers and videos and all these things. There are a gazillion bullshit sales trainers out there. (laughs) They will take your money. They will say, sign up to my course. So you sign up to their free webinar. The free webinar, they drop the hints of, I'm going to release this secret in my course, but first you need to buy my ebook. And it's absolute crap. So how do you differentiate the people you actually want to learn from, from the people who are just trying to you know take your money and they're, t- and they're, they're teaching sales yeah. because they can't do sales well, the thing is that everybody every everything stems from somewhere right and it doesn't matter whether you're listening to I don't know, grant cordone or tony robbins or jordan belfort whoever it is the the principles you'll realize are very similar between each person each trainer it's just that they're delivering it in a different way and they, they put their own spin or they use their own language. But you'll, you'll find that there's a, a very much set regime between all the successful people, which is they're eating clean, they're waking up early, they're meditating, they're practicing their craft. How many of these things do you do? Quite a lot. It's, it's, it's difficult to say I'm perfect and I do all of this stuff day on, day off, because I don't. I, I lose regime. But in terms of meditating... I've had multiple different applications on my phone where it's like breathe or whatever and and you listen to this 20 minute clip. I've now built it into my daily routine where I'm not as as such listening to anything but I have a period between when I've had my shower and when I'm just getting dressed for work where I lie in bed and I have 15 minutes where I just completely zone everything out, my phone's off and I just think. I think that's really important. I think so many people... It's, it's moving slightly away from necessarily sales, but in everything, any business leader, any, anyone in, in today's modern working world, we're so connected yeah. and it's so 24 hour and everyone's like, oh, out of our service and they, they want to be able to call and WhatsApp you at any time and they want replies to their email straight away. We need to turn off. We are. It is too fast. I agree, but I disagree at the same time in the sense that I am... And you're not allowed to disagree. This is my show. I am agreeing and disagreeing Go on, in the disagree. sense that, yes, you need to turn off and you need to switch off. And, you know, that Friday night or that Saturday or that Sunday where you're out with your friends or you're going to watch a football match, or whatever you do, whatever you do to enjoy yourself, you should cherish it. But at the same time, I am 24-7 on call. Because when you're working in a commission-based role, if you genuinely enjoy what you do and if you genuinely want to earn money, serious money, then if something pings through on a Saturday, you can leave it till Monday and it will, it will turn into nothing. However, if you pick up the phone straight away on Saturday and you go, hey, just got your email, great to speak with you, Like, how's everything going? They're going to realise that you're actually not just a two-bob salesman who's just doing it for the, the basic salary. You're actually fully committed to what you're selling and you believe in it. And that, that's the main root of everything. If you believe in what you're selling, then it's not hard to sell. If someone has just started a sales role yeah. and they're not in a company that they've known about all their life, they've started yeah. a sales role. How do, You say it's so necessary to believe it, but what if they just don't? Make yourself. You have to condition yourself. You have to, you have to truly believe that what you're selling is the best thing on the planet. So that when you sell it to somebody, they get that from you. People buy your emotions, not what you're saying. Now, do you then 
turn people away if they're not right for you? I'm very meticulous in the way that I source companies. Okay. So I know specifically what I'm selling. I'm selling media for airlines. So then I would go to suitcase brands. I would go to sleeping tablets for people who have had trouble, you know, with jet lag. Everything that I'm, you know, pitching out has relevance because that way there's no way they can turn around to me and go, why would I want to do that? Because it's just it's just there. It's so obvious. So you pick the right people in advance. You wouldn't go to someone just because you think they're a business with money. You'd go to them because you genuinely believe their product, your product can help them. Yeah. Another important thing about, you know, successfully doing deals is that you must, you've got to have an angle. If what do you mean by that? Well, if I came to you and I said, right, do you want to buy these strawberries? But you, you didn't like fruit. Then why would you buy the strawberries? But if you'd, and I knew that you'd literally just started a brand new diet where you had to have a smoothie with fresh berries every morning, and I come to you and go, I've got these bloody strawberries, they're the freshest strawberries in the world, whatever, whatever your bloody sales pitch is, doesn't matter what strawberries I've got, whether they're good or not, you need the strawberries, therefore you're going to buy the strawberries. Right, and I think something a lot of people miss, and a lot of people might listen to what you're saying and they're saying, oh, you're, pick, you're only selling to the easy targets, that means you're less good of a salesman, is that... No, the sales work doesn't just start when you pick up the phone. It's the so, preparation. You know, p p picking good leads, finding and sourcing and going out and, and finding people with the budget, with the need, or with, the, with the problem that you can solve, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, is part of the good, sales good salesman's job. So if you can't sell to someone who doesn't need the product or who won't benefit from the product, that doesn't make you a bad salesperson. What makes you a good salesperson or a great salesperson is finding the right person, picturing in the right angle of your product because you know your product can also have your products when i say product i mean good or service yeah it can have multiple advantages which don't benefit every specific person so you know you could sell you sell me a laptop well the laptop has lots of different features yeah. now i'm on the go so you might sell me you might promote to me the fact that it's lightweight someone else might be editing photos all day and they want really good color quality so you speak about the quality of the screen different people you'd identify different features but picking the right person tailoring your sale to them as opposed to just to your product yeah it's a bit like i've started working with a new trainer recently and he says to me you know it's not about lifting the weight mm -hmm. it's about contracting the muscle yeah. the weight is there you know it's, I, the, the weight it has to come up the weight is you know helping me make the gain but if i just focus on on getting the weight up i'll, I'll i do it you know you cheat you, yeah. you get you get under it in a different way but when you Focus on lifting them, contracting the muscle. The weight is going to be lifted as a result, but you're you're getting the right bit. I mean, you can be the best salesman in the world, but if you haven't prepared and if you haven't got a good lead base, then who are you going to call? Right. Do you believe in things like buying lead lists offline, just n random numbers? I've done it before. I've tried all the shortcuts. There's no such thing as shortcuts. There's no shortcuts whatsoever. There's no shortcuts. What are the? Think about it like this. I go, I go on one of these websites, Fiverr, for example, and I've got some guy who I go to him and go, right, here's 60 quid. I want 250 leads. And what, what would that give you? What, what, what are the leads? Are they names and phone numbers, email addresses? So what, what that would give me would be I'd give them a sector or, or something that I want them to research, and they would give me name of the company, the contact of the person I need to speak to, the phone number, and the email address. Okay. And that, that's what I do on a on a daily and also on the weekends you know i spend hours of time finding leads 
I've got spreadsheets of leads and leads and leads. It's all color coded. Red if they tell me no. Orange if they want to speak in a few months. You know, with dates and notes and comments and green and how much money they've spent. So everything's very, very um, process driven. But you know, I get these 250 leads. I look at them. Not only have I never even been on the person's website before, I've never heard of the company. So I call them up. Great, I've got the number number, and I get through to Joe Blogs. And Joe Blogs goes to me, but why? Why did you choose us? What am I going to say? You don't have an answer for it. I don't have an answer because my guy on Fiverr told me to. Because I paid and I tried to shortcut. And companies will ask you that very question because they they get okay. If I'm a marketing director, my job essentially is to plan the budget and then allocate between different mediums. My job as a salesperson is to cold call them out of the blue and say. You know that, that 50 grand that you've put towards TV advertising? No, no, you're not doing that. You're doing this with me, right? Now, if that marketing director turns around to me and says, but why Why us? Why, what fit? What, why, why? And I don't have an answer. The sales over. See you later. Whereas if I go, because I know you've got an offer on for so-and-so, you're targeting this demographic, we carry mainly X, you know, and I, I tailor everything specifically around. So that's a lot of information. It's, I, I'm a researcher, I'm a caller, I'm a negotiator. I cover everything. I'm the finance guy, I chase the payments, I chase the artworks because it's my money that's coming in the bank at the end of the day. If that person doesn't pay their bill, I don't earn my commission. If that person doesn't submit their artwork, I don't get paid my Is commission. Is commission your biggest motivator? Yes and no, because yes, obviously you're in it for the money, but at the same time, I genuinely enjoy what I do. And whereas there's dips and there's kind of lulls where I'm like, oh, had hundreds of no's and it's been three weeks since I've done a deal and you know everyone's telling me to go f myself or whatever. Like, and you get rude people who literally will pick up the phone. One hundred percent. I was selling at an exhibition. And I mean, I was at an exhibition, which I had paid for a stand at. Yeah. So, I, you know, I had every right to sell to people. Yeah. And we were just opposite the staircase as people come down into the room. Yeah. And the, the room I was in was a bit dead. There were no like, there were, there were business owners on these stands, like yeah. small businesses. They didn't have any like good salespeople. Yeah. But I was on my stand, big fresh smile, even though I didn't really think. I, and everyone yeah. who came down the stairs, hey, good morning. Welcome <laughs> to the show. I was literally <laughs> welcoming people in. Can I talk to you about that? You know, or what are you planning? And I, you know, and it was, it was selling an event. Yeah. And one guy just went and started screaming at me. Like the whole room went silent as they stared at this guy who was like, I really don't appreciate the way you jumped on me. I'm like, oh, well, calm down. You came to a place, you know people are going to sell to you. I didn't jump on you. I'm standing in my stand and I greeted you. Good afternoon, welcome yeah. to the show. That's my job. Yeah. And he's just shouting at me. So I said, you know, and I'm keeping the calm voice and I say, uh, I, of course, I completely understand. You're welcome to, you know, move on. And he's getting more and more angry. And I honestly think this guy is about to punch me. <laughs> yeah. So some people do do think that, that, I don't know, that you're harassing them. People and some don't people like being sold to, especially the people who think they're the best salespeople. But people love buying. Sometimes. We love going shopping. Well, some of us. Yeah, but you've got to remember that when you go shopping, you have an idea in your head of what you want to buy. And if someone's calling you out of the blue and telling you to buy something completely different to what you thought you wanted to buy... That's a completely different mindset. Well, that's why I think the best, the people who have hacked the game in sales are personal shoppers. There are people who, you go to a department <laughs> store 
and they say and you and you pay them yeah. to sell you stuff. Yeah. You say, I'm here, I have lots of money, I will pay you to go around the shop and pick things to for me to buy. Yeah. It's nuts. They've hacked sales completely. Yeah. I don't know. If we can replicate that in, in B2B sales, um, you know, people wanting us to sell to them, it would give I don't know what is it, well, I don't know what quite the feeling is that that people enjoy with personal shoppers so much, but it's it's very much an ego buy as well, where you're able to just flaunt your money and say, I don't care what it costs. I'm the big man. Tell me what you want me to buy. Tell me what you think looks good, and I'll and I'll buy it. Um, and a lot of people do buy on ego. Right, but do do you? A lot of people speak about trust in sales. So do you find that? You have to build trust so that you can give them that advice. That you say, "Listen, this is my area of expertise. Yeah. Buy what I'm telling you to buy, not because I'm a salesperson, but because I know this and you need to trust me." Does that work? Because that's what I'm, I think Belfort I'm, says. Yeah, of course. And and when you when you're calling trying to sell a penny stock or whatever, this person's never heard of you. They've never heard of your company. Whereas when I'm calling, I'm saying I'm calling on behalf of EasyJet or I'm calling on behalf of American Airlines. I'm fortunate in the sense that people know that brand. You have a brand name behind you, I which have gives a brand you authority. Name which gives me authority, thing. right? So, yes, people know us in the market. We're quite a big company, and people go, your colleague called me three weeks ago. We're not interested, blah, blah, blah. It's like, All right, thanks. Why not? Why are you not interested? And I, I, I've now, especially since all of this coronavirus has gone on, I've started pushing people and going, well, actually, why are you not interested? I mean, you have the time now. Yeah. Have you found that? I mean, obviously, the travel industry has been hit as hard as, as hard as it's ever been hit. I mean, I, I don't remember a time that, and I don't think many people remember a time that travel has completely stopped for four months. Yeah. So have you know? Yeah, we got we got hit really hard. I was on furlough for three and a half months. Um, There's a butt coming. I can tell. Well, whilst we were on furlough, my dad, the CEO of the company, organised countless zoom calls with jordan belfort with names like tim story with some of the biggest not only influencers but sales gurus and coaches he organized calls with nutritionists with psychologists with so hang on you're telling sleep me therapists and i did see something about this on your instagram and on the company page as well yeah you're telling me he was bleeding money because the you know the company wasn't making anything yeah and he just hired all these people just to give back to the salespeople. Yeah. one a day for f- seven to eight weeks that is incredible and these are top class people because it wasn't about there and then and it never is it's always about the bigger picture have you have you been able to bounce back even though the economy is shattered at all <laughs> it's funny because where other people see distress there's always opportunity I mean, right now we're sitting. What, you are so like on, your dad. On sorry, the twen- sorry, on the on the twenty second of the month, is it twenty second, twenty third, something like that, something like that. And I've already done. In let's be honest, one of the worst economical circumstances that there's ever been that anyone's ever seen. When the travel industry could when collapse the travel any industry could collapse at any point, I've done one of my largest ever months in terms of revenue. Congratulations. So. So is that your message to people, that in any time of distress, there is still opportunity? The people who aren't selling at the moment are the people who are scared. Okay. If you doubt, as soon as you start doubting your product and yourself, if you tell yourself stories like, 
no one's going to want to buy this because no one's traveling or this is happening or whatever 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 shit story you sell yourself you believe but if you so sell I yourself sold, a positive story i've sold myself the story that it doesn't matter what's going on and actually i've actually felt quite um relieved in the sense that we're running out of time relieved in the sense that i no longer have the pressure that everyone's expecting me to sell it's now if you sell you're a winner you're you a winner and i've kind of taken that and gone and somehow smashed it out of the park it does definitely seem like you are an absolute winner this journey you've <laughs> had over the past four years in sales is pretty incredible and it's been incredible to watch you guys have been listening to Acumen with me, Draw Wayne, and my special guest today, Benji Leslie. We've been talking all about sales. On the show, we speak about business, leadership, and marketing. So make sure you're scrolling through the episodes and picking out the ones that are relevant to you. Leave me your comments. Leave me your feedback. If you're on social media, comment down below. If you are on uh, Spotify and that sort of stuff, you can follow me on Instagram, add me on LinkedIn, send me a message. Have a great night and keep making magic. Since me and Draw last spoke, um, I've actually set up a management agency called Connect Management. And we are focusing specifically on essentially allowing creators to earn off the back of their brilliance. So monetizing their platforms by securing brand deals, uh, sponsorships on their posts um, across the board. Um, we've now got 14 influencers on our books. We've got some of the biggest in the UK. Um, and it's focused around really engaging audiences with the power of social media um that's it um if you guys want to get in touch then great we're, we're happy to speak to you if you want to expose your brand with you know really reliable rubber stamped influencers that have huge followings and engagement get in touch we're, we're always open to uh seeing what you guys are, are able to do and what you want to do and, and we can connect you with some of the biggest faces in the uk um yeah